Hi guys and welcome back to episode 4 now of the Terrier's Talk and uh, it's just me and Jay again today. Um, we're unfortunate not to have Jack with us uh, again this episode, however all things going to plan. Um, he should be back next week. Um, it's been it's been an interesting week in Huddersfield, hasn't it? Um, there's, a, there's, there's a lot to speak about and there's not a lot to speak about um, due to a certain rugby team um and their control of a football stadium which we shall get onto uh, later in this episode but the first thing to speak about uh, is an incoming um from Aston Villa called Kane is it Kane Kessler Hayden I believe yeah yep. very good signing yeah i mean um i think we only we only really knew about this the day before uh, it all happened relatively quickly yep. um i'll be honest i haven't heard much about him but you know, doing some research, nineteen-year-old lad, um, right, right back, likes to go forwards, um, and I think Stephen Gerrard rates him very highly. Um, I think that the reports were that he wanted to send him out on loan this season so he could be in the starting eleven next season, which is everything you need to know about the lad. Um, yeah. And he came in against Stoke the day after, and he was, he was, it was very solid, wasn't he? I mean, yeah. he didn't really have to do much, but you know, like the stuff we did do, it was, it was. More than solid. Um, he can go forward. He can get back. He can be a man. He can put a tackle in. It's really encouraging. I think he he fit into that back five effortlessly. Um. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I think it's a great signing. I mean, he looked above his level uh, in the few games that I saw him play for Swindon. Um, before he was, I think he got recalled. And I don't know if he spent the second half of the season out on loan somewhere else or not. Um. But he did, he looked very good for Swindon, and then to make the to the jump up to two leagues above to the championship and make it look effortless was yeah was yeah, quite surprising. But not, I don't I don't want to say surprising because he's obviously a very good footballer that is rated very highly um, by Stephen Gerrard, who, who's probably got quite a good idea of what talent's <laughs> going to be good in the future. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he looked excellent against Stoke, and I mean it's a it's a perfect segment into in speaking about the Stoke game. Um, there wasn't too many changes apart from really. Kane Kesler-Raden coming straight into the lineup, um, pushing Oli Turton into centre half alongside Tom Lees and uh, Nakayama. Um, Russell was dropped, I think. I, mm-hmm. I think I'm correct in saying that. Yeah. Um, Rodoni and Hogg in the midfield too, and then Sarber Thomas, Tio Anjorin, and Danny Ward up top. And it was. I, I don't want to say we didn't like we missed Russell. But I, I, we we spoke about a lot about Schofield so far in the four episodes that we've had. To say that it's a bold decision to drop a midfielder oh, yeah. who played pretty much every game of the second half of the season last season is massive, and it fills me with a lot of hope because it it, it gives you the idea that he's going to be cutthroat with players if they're not playing well. Yeah, um, it worked though. It, it worked. worked brilliantly. It worked absolutely brilliantly. I mean. That shape, um, that formation, I think that's that's the way to go. Um, three, you know, three defenders, wing backs, three or five at the back. Yeah, but however, however you want to say it, it, it worked. I think we looked so solid in defence, apart from their goal. Um, and the offside. Going forwards. Oh, yeah. Left side. I mean, Ruffles, 
Ruffles was brilliant. Uh, Yuta was wow. I mean, Yuta was excellent. He, I mean, he slotted in, and to say he's been pulled out the, you know, the back end of Netherlands. Yeah. You know, from a team that's just been relegated, it's an incredible find. Incredible scout. But, oh, it is. It is. I mean, he looked. He, wow, he looks so comfortable. Um, I think he gives that level of assurance. To, to the rest of the back line. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Tom Lee's again, brilliant turn. Uh, I think he, he slid into that right central defensive position really well. Um, and I think I think he, he's going to do better there because I think we all know full of no money, he's not, he's not a right wing back. Yeah. Certainly not a right wing back. He can play right back, but I think he's just he that bread and butter. He still seem too player. comfortable going yeah. Forward yeah, yeah. as much as some other players, is. and whilst he gets a lot of crosses, I think he was the the second statistical cross, not statistical cross. He got the second most crosses statistically last year. Yeah. Uh, mm. I think it, I don't know if it was completed or just in general. While he does have that aspect to his game, he, they rarely create danger, and I think having him as as, as just a defender um, allows him to have that position. But with with uh, Kessler and next to him, he's obviously got somebody that will push up. Um, you know, we've seen Sauber play sort of off a striker uh, in a few games last season and a few games into this season as well. But having Kessler Aiden uh, right wing back means that we can almost adapt to a back four um, and allow Kessler Aiden to kind of push up and, and act as, a, as another winger. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and you use a great word there, adapt, because we did. It could have been very easy to come off that 4 1 hammering from Preston um, and think. And for the players, I think, yeah, we haven't got we haven't got a chance this season. But to come um, back a few days later and put on a brilliant, I mean, almost almost flawless, apart from the goal and a few you know defensive areas, yeah. we were brilliant. I must I must add when Will Bowl came on and tackled himself, that was quite that was quite incredible. Um, Will, if you're watching this, sorry, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I was I was really impressed. Um, and you talk about one of those wins that just start off your season. Yeah. Um, I know the game that followed was a loss, and we'll, and we'll get onto that at Norwich because there are some huge positives to take from that. Um, I think this could be the start for Schofield and the players. Um, and we, it, it's just that momentum, and we've got to iron out those habits of really starting quite poorly, which again was yeah. shown, shown at Norwich. But um, I don't think any player on that pitch can, you know, last Saturday against Stoke could leave the pitch saying, oh, I really put in a bad performance here. In fact, the players that came on, and we'll get to this, Dwayne Holmes, I mean, Absolutely incredible. brilliant. Incredible. Brilliant. We are, we are quite honest on here and yeah. we do, we do sometimes criticise Dwayne um, and I think some of that's fair because we have the right, you know, I'm a football fan. Yeah. Um, but Dwayne came on and his energy was absolutely tremendous. He, he forced two, he forced two big errors out of the defence, um, which led to goals. Um, and we, and it's not like the win wasn't convincing. I mean, after Utah's header, um, they equalised, a uh, bit of lapse in defence, great finish by Lewis Baker, who's yeah. obviously missed the penalty beforehand. But Holmes came, I mean, I'm just reading the stats here. Holmes came on the 64th minute, 77 minutes, he gets an assist. 86 minutes, he gets an assist. And that's just outright pressure. I mean, I'm, you know, 
you'd assume that anyone listening to this would have seen the Stoke game or the highlights. And it's just effortless. It's that it's that it's that work rate from Holmes that it was like hot knife for a bow. It, it was, it was. It looked, looked brilliant. And the, the annoying thing about that is, is if he did that a little bit more consistently, we'd mm. have such a player on his hands. But the issue is, is he's very inconsistent with it. You'll maybe get a handful of games like that for a season from from Dwayne Holmes. You'll have that energy normally, but just that final product aspect of it, you'll you'll rarely see. And if that's something that we can we can drill into it. It's a, it's a real asset to have that might not start every game. Um, exactly. off, I think well, off, I think off the well. bench he was he was he made a great impact. Um, and uh, you know you, you don't see that when he starts uh, most of the time. He looked quite stale against Norwich um, when he started, but when you come when you come off the bench and you've got those fresh legs and you've got the tenacity and the bite and the energy to have a go at their back line, I think he worked brilliantly. Um, yeah, I'd agree. And you know, long may it continue for Dwayne because. When he does play very well, we've got a great player. Yeah, if they, I mean, like like we just said, if if it was just a little bit more consistent, I think he'd he'd be he'd be excellent. Um, another another player that came on and I think shocked a few people uh, again with the John Russell thing was that Kamara was picked ahead Kamara. to come on. Um, and Kamara is somebody that we've seen uh very little of before this season, and then this season I think he's played twice in two twice. weeks. Yep. Um, yep. well three <laughs> times in two weeks, um, including the Norwich game. Um, but he looked absolutely brilliant. He he was he was energetic. He was dynamic. He just he was everywhere. Yeah, His pressing yeah. intensity was was excellent, and he was someone that you look at and you go, right, this is a lad that's only going to develop. And given the fact that he looked comfortable against Stoke, who are on paper one of the better sides in the division, uh, team wise, he's a really really good player to have. That's going to potentially in a few years be a big part of of what the club's doing. So. To see that yeah. he came on and he looked comfortable, he looked competent at the level, it, it was really quite promising to me. And I, I feel like that we're going to see a lot more of him this season and potentially see him integrated into the starting eleven at some point this season if, if injuries mm-hmm. do occur. But it'll be interesting to see how he develops because I'd imagine potentially we might find him alone or something. But say, for example, Hogg were to get injured, I wouldn't be too opposed to having... Um, Kamara come into the into the starting eleven instead of worrying about having a DM, which I think was was something that a lot of us were worried about before the season about whether we had enough cover, yeah. um, in kind of holding midfield and having somebody like Kamara who looks un- up to the standard. Um, al- although the game was was almost killed off, he did look very good. But again, it it gives a very strong message to John Russell that yeah. Thomas haven't been up to standard. This is where your performances need to be at. Yeah, um, no, I completely agree because, like you said, with that message to Russell, um, he came on, he looked competent. Yeah. You know, he put himself about a few interceptions, held the ball really nicely. Still very raw, mind, but he's only eighteen. But as you said to that, you know, at that point, uh, leading to John Russell, these past two games, um, Kamara has come off the bench yeah. twice before Russell. I know Russell did come on at Norwich, but. You know, that is a big message from the gaffer to John Russell and say, yes, I do acknowledge you did have a brilliant, you know, probably 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 last half of the season last year. Yeah. But if you've got a lad who's technically, physically and mentally stronger than you, doesn't matter how, how old he is, doesn't matter if you outshone him at the back half of last season, yeah. he'll still come on. So I think, you know, that is... um 
a, a, you know, a reality check for John Russell. And to be fair to him, he's not one of those players who will say, oh, I don't know why Schofield's not picking me. Yeah. Um, he has been very frank in, you know, in his admission, um, I can't speak, um, that he has been off the mark. And he said after the Preston game, or before the Preston game, it doesn't really matter, but that he's, you know, putting in the extra hours to get back um, to his, you know, very high standards that he did show last season. Um, and I do think that in the future, he's going to be a big player for us. But it is, like you said, very good to see we do have depth um, and we were questioning our depth. And I mean, I think that is... That is the good thing about this squad. I think any player that's chucked in can perform. Um, And we saw that against Norwich on Tuesday. And I think that's a really good point to move on to. I mean, just before we do, and I mean, just just on the topic of John Russell, um, what what do you reckon the future lies for John Russell? Like, where, where do you see his best position being? Because... I I don't think uh, we just we I think I think it probably makes a good point. I mean, we'll talk about Hog Hog got a new contract. Uh, mm-hmm. We were going to schedule this for later in the episode, but it it brings me nicely to the point I want to make. Hog's obviously got a new contract till twenty twenty four, and without having an O'Brien type player in there, you are going to struggle to have a midfield that consists of Hog and Russell, and we saw that very evidently from the first few games of the season um, that Hog. Russell and Rodoni, while they work, it's still a bit lethargic in the middle of the park. So yes. that brings me on to the question of, with Hogg going to be a part of the squad, probably a big part of the squad until at least 2024, mm. um, what what does what happens with John Russell? Because, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of got, he's got a very good build. Um, could you potentially see him pushed back into... As a six, potentially, maybe even being pushed deeper because we we've seen he's not really the quickest. But could could you maybe see him being dropped into into a, a three um, at the so, back? Maybe it's it's an interesting one. Um, and I was speaking to Jack on the way to Norwich um, about this, and he made a good point. And it is it's a very very bold idea. However, with John Russell, the thing is he's got bags of technicality and bags of ability but he's just a bit of a tractor he's got a brilliant build he's very athletic um he makes it look effortless sometimes but genuinely i do and maybe this might be a you know a bit of a stretch i could see him being pushed into a more defensive position because with russell um although he can um slow the play down he can dictate the play there's a there's a lot of times where you see, where you find him trying to get back and the player's already one or two phases in front of him and he's just not he's not got that ability and it is ability to get back and defend because he's just not quick enough and, and he plays very much in the moment as well as much as yeah, as much completely. as he plays and he interprets tempo I don't I I wouldn't. Saying that he he controls the tempo of a game is is a is an outstanding compliment, and I think there's very few players that actually do that. And I wouldn't put Russell into that bracket as yeah. of yet. Potentially in the future, potentially. Um, as of right now, I wouldn't say he does. Um, there's times when he can when he can up the tempo of a game and whatnot, but I wouldn't say he's 
the I wouldn't say he's an eighteen kind of type player where you can. You no, can, he's not. He's he's not an art and art dictator like yeah. Mo Villaho was at his best. He yeah. controlled the game. Yeah. Um. But like like you said, I think uh, I don't want to say his football intelligence is slightly off because I think he lives very much in the moment of of right now we are in this phase of play. Don't think about phase four, five, six. Just think about getting phase one, two, three done. Um, and I think that's something that obviously will come with time. He's he's obviously still quite young. I think he is. Mm, of course, um, yeah. Twenty one, twenty two. Uh, you know, you got you look at it from that aspect. He's only going to improve as as time gets on. But it's just a question of does he potentially go out on loan? Potent like if if we get some more coverage in, do, is that a question that potentially could be asked? Because he is a good player to have around the squad, and I do think that's that's a big point that we have to get across. He's a, he's a good player to have in the squad. But if he's not going to get the minutes, could potentially another championship club take him on love six months, 12 months potentially, and see how he how he fares and and then come back to us a better player potentially. I'll keep him there. Um, I'll keep yeah, him there. I, I, think, I think I'd do the same, but it's just a, yeah. it's an interesting yeah. point. I think, no, so. yeah, fair enough. Same, would would a Lord's well potentially be something that the club would look at given how much he played last season and, and how much exposure he got to to game time? Um, fair enough, you know, but I I just can't. I, I just think he's too valuable. But I get where you're coming from because I think, I think we're not strong enough in midfield as well. I think we had a, oh, no, a yeah. large squad. And I think they could yeah. potentially be looked at. Yeah, but I mean that perfectly brings us on to Norwich. Then I, I think, um, like I said, I think I think you mentioned there was one change. If not, Dwayne Holmes came FT and Jarring. Mm, yeah. Who still doesn't look at his best fitness wise, but that's but to be expected but still. But he, he looks a lot better than he did last season. Um, if we can get another 10 15 minutes out of Tino Andrea in this season over the course of this season, mm. he'll contribute another five or ten times, I'd reckon. Because it's I that mean, period where if he's still absolutely giving it his all in that 10 15 minutes, when you get to about 75 minutes players at the back are starting to get tired and this, yeah. that, and the other. It was like at Birmingham, he was apps. I mean, he was our best player along yeah. with Rodoni, but he was absolutely knackered. The guy was gone at least 10 minutes before he was taken off. He was absolutely knackered. Yeah. Um, and he's made a very frank admission that he's not at, at his physical best. Um, but that's why we're taking him on because he's an unbelievably talented player. Technically, probably one of the best players technically again in our squad. Um, I don't think anyone can debate that. Um, but it's just it's just fitness. But that 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 will come. Um, and I, I think if I'm right, it was only a dead leg with Fatino, and it's just yeah. precautionary. I was. That was what was said. Um, to, you know, to keep him fit for the game that we did have, but we don't have any more today uh, against Coventry. Um, yes, yeah, so a one change. Um, me and Jack were down there. Um, and I think we did have a bit of optimism because Norwich hadn't started well. They hadn't won since then. They won twice. Um, the us. Yeah, they were beating us and Millwall last night. Um, but I think they were very beatable. And it's just what we've come to expect from town this season. I know it's been only four or five games, but we do not start very well. No. We just don't start very well. And on the sixth minute, um, Sonani, who we know a lot about, puts in a great cross to Josh Sargent, who nods it home. Tom Lees is caught napping, uh, and it's 1-0 Norwich. And the 14th minute, our good friend Sonani scores. Uh, questionable goalkeeper from Lee Nichols, who, yep. for the first time in a while, looked 
to be in no man's land. But yep. so did the defence and so did the whole team. And it's it just... Those three or four people on the line. Oh, yeah. Just, it, it just... Yeah. It, it, it hurt to watch. Not mm. from a from a case of we've conceded that hurts. It was more of a case of a squad and players that looked so intelligent last season with how they defended. Yeah. To the point where you have three players covering... It was almost as if they'd taken the goal into quarters instead of thirds and they didn't have somebody covering the last quarter and it was mm. kind of like, it's baffling. Surely you'd have three players split into thirds or whatnot, obviously. It was very frantic, wasn't it? It, it, was, it was frantic, very... it was hectic and Sinani put yeah. a lot of players on the floor. and it, Well, not on the floor, but he, he just he dribbled past them and he, he, he made them yeah. look silly. It was, it, was like, um, it was like traffic cones, just, just, just straight past them and into the net. Um, and that was, it was an unbelievably poor first 20 minutes. Um I think it would be massively unfair to say that we were poor the whole game or no. poor for both halves. I think for the first half of the first half, if that does make sense, we were shocking. Yeah. But what you know, whatever happened after the after the half time whistle. We're games again. Oh yeah. We were we were I won't say great, but we were better, we were solid, we yeah. didn't concede. And we scored one ourselves. Um, but with 10 men with 10 men yeah I was just going to touch on that three minutes after uh, the resumption of play for the second half Towner left with a one-on-one situation you've got Tom Lees and Josh Sargent running across him it's a professional foul it's either Josh Sargent possibly and probably slots it because he's in he's in good form he just scored um, or Tom Lees takes one for the team and Tom Lees top pro takes one for the team um, I, realistically with the pace of Sergeant and Tom Lees who he's knocking on a bit um, he's not going to catch him he's not going to catch him so nobody's going to catch him and it's, it's, it's a one-on-one and if exactly Nichols even if Nichols saves it as a parry Sergeant's probably yeah. going to get there before yeah. another player yeah. probably going to score so it's, it's a very kind of it's a 50-50 do you take a red card and, and have the faith that you're going to be five for ten men and I don't, I, I, don't, I don't want to say we looked apt without 11 men, but it's the fact that we're away to Norwich and, you know, a lot of people speak in football about whether you're better off with 11 men or 10 men because teams normally sit back or do, do this or that or the other. The fact that we're 10 men, instead of sitting back, we went more into oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can say, oh, well, the second half, you meant to look better whatnot after the first half. Uh, and it's it's not really too difficult to improve on that first half and look better, but we really did look very good. Um, well, I think I think changed... uh, well, I think Lee Nichols kept us in it. He made three or four massive saves for us, and it could have been four or five. Um, yeah. I mean, it was nothing close to the horror show, the seven nil that came before it. Um, but no, we did. We looked threatening, um, and here. We are with Pat Jones coming onto the pitch. We're thinking, oh, he's just going to give the youngsters a run out. And what a finish. I mean, the guy can beat his man. No offence to Silver Thomas, who's a number seven. But what number seven can't beat the man? It's becoming unbelievably frustrating. And then Pat Jones coming on, taking the right wing uh, slot, and he's taking it from five, ten metres past the halfway line to slotting it, you know, Squeezing it past Tim Cole's near post. It's like... There's a player that's willing to shoot on either foot. Yeah, he's hungry. confident doing that. Looks confident oh, yeah. running at a player. Yeah. 
And for a player that's rarely played for Huddersfield Town. Well, yeah, he hasn't played. He hasn't played really in ages. Why? It's shockingly good. I can remember my reaction oh, yeah. seeing it on the stream was like, hang on a minute. Um, Why are you I, doing this? I mean, yeah. I, I was stood in the stands thinking, firstly, go on, son. And when he squeezed it in, it took me about five seconds to realise that we scored. It's, it's, it's ba- I don't want to say it's baffling because we haven't really seen a winger do that really since start of the season, Sarp Thomas last year, and then Josh Cromer a few seasons ago. But you've got a player there that will run at people, and, and that's yeah. so refreshing. Yeah, so refreshing, refreshing and, and, and he looked raw as well. Like he just he didn't look like he was. I don't want to say up to the standard yet, or like I, I don't I don't know how, how I'm trying to word it, but he looked raw in the aspect of that's he's not, not the final product there. Yeah, he's not a finished article, and he he's got a long way to come. But if that's if that's a little bit of an article, then I'm going to be wanting to read that in six seven months time when. Well, yeah, it's a I bit mean, more updated and this, that, and the other, and yeah, I mean, it, like if he's done that at Norwich away, two 0 down, on your first appearance in Donkeys, yeah, God knows what he's going to do when he gets some minutes in him, yeah, um, and you know, people could say, oh, he could, that could just be a one-time thing, but how do you know until you've until you played him until you tried it out, um, and you know when he scored, Town put the goal gif up and people put uh, the real Welsh wizard. Yeah. Give him a go, because I'm 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 back to this Sober thing again. But no offense to him, he, he can beat a man better than Sober Thomas. I think we I, th- I think in all fairness we've only got a very limited thing. But from the from the limited, um, it's a small sample size, isn't it? Yeah, small sample size. From the limited sample size we got, he looks very good. Oh yeah. The question then comes, you know, we were speaking about Sober. Does he start ahead of Sober potentially one game? I don't. Uh, if he doesn't, does we? I mean, we spoke about John Russell getting the message across for him. Does Danny Schofield go right? So, you've been off the mark this season. You've been poor. The chance for Kane Kesler Raiden, he has to score. He has to at least get a shot on target. Mm-hmm. The fact that Kesler Raiden's done so well driving up the pitch, gets a good ball into the box. He just needs to have a more control finish. Maybe take a touch and then go. The fact that he's managed to kick it into his chest. He's almost like, hang on a minute, how, how, A, how have you managed that? B, why has that happened? And just see just what's happening because that's a player that probably last season would give it a better go yeah. than that. And I think he didn't, I think, I just don't know, it's, it's, it's really tough as to, as to what's happened there. So we could have drawn the ask, game. We could have drawn the game. Yeah, it could have drawn the game. Yeah. And it could have gone, gone away with the better position. It puts us, it puts Norwich really under the contract there because they've, they've been in a position this season where, They've not looked up standard, and if they come from two goals up to two goals drawn equal mm. with ten minutes, it's a really worrying yeah. factor for Dean Smith. And I think that would no, potentially have questions asked about Dean Smith. Mm. Um, but like like we were saying, Schofield's made a made a point about John Russell. Um, does he make the same part with Saber Thomas? And does Dwayne Holmes potentially start over Saber for a game? Does does Pat Jones start over for a game? Because obviously the thing is with Pat Jones is you can't really rush him in because no. you don't want to. You don't. You don't want to. No, of course. You don't know. Throw him into the deep end, but it kind of looks like he has armbands and he, there's a bit of swimming potential there. Oh yeah, well, I mean he's he's been given his chance and he's taken it. And boy, has he taken it. Um, yeah. He's got a lot of town fans excited. Um, I mean that was one of 
a decent amount of positives for Norwich because we showed that we 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 have what it takes um, to rattle these you know upper echelon Premier League relegation sides, yep. which is very very positive. Um, so to be honest, from the first twenty minutes onwards, um, I didn't have much to complain about. Um, although it was very frustrating, you know, doing an eight-hour round trip to see Team Tuna down in twenty minutes. That's football, yep. but it's not one of those where you are absolutely raging at half time or full time. Um, the it players. A, it was a game where a lot of people come out with optimism, and I think that's oh, completely. Yeah. Given the first four games of the season, the first three games of the season, even if you'd have told me that we'd, we'd lose two one at Norwich, you'd take it. You you you, well, you won't take it. Hand off. You yeah. bite your hand off. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. To go against some of the other results that we've had. Um, obviously, nobody wants to go, I'm going to bite your hand off for a loss, but given the fact that we've lost by God knows how many... I think uh, I think it might have been Oggy that said uh, that we were 17 or 18 goals down in our last five or six appearances with Norwich. I, I, I may be majorly wrong, um, but to, I, think, I think it was something around that. It was definitely in the teens, and it was definitely in the last five or six games. It's worrying. It's yeah, concerning. yeah. It's this, that, the other. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's a, an excellent segment to move away from Norwich and uh, move into what should have been the Coventry game. So with with Cov, it was a, an interesting one. Um, there was until I think it was Wednesday night that the game was still had potential to go ahead. Um, it's largely frustrating. Um, people have asked whether Coventry should get a points deduction because it's what. August, end of August. They're still not on that pitch. Um, they're suitable to play on, and it it brings that question up of 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 why has it been delayed so much? And I've not, I'm nowhere near a Coventry expert. I know very little on it, but from the very few things I've seen on Twitter, it's it's to do with with the WAS with the rugby team, mm. um, and their uh, incapability to sort a pitch out um, as Coventry only leased the ground from. Wasps, they don't own the ground. So, say for example, if it was the reverse situation, if we were in that situation, we'd have a responsibility to do it because we own the ground. Yeah. Um, whereas Coventry, uh, well, the city, uh, uh, actively trying to sort the pitch out and Wasps aren't doing anything about it. They put a public statement out. It'd have been two weeks ago now, at uh, the time we played, no, a week ago, at the time we played Stoke, um, around this time that we were recording about 10 o'clock, saying, look, this is why uh, the pitch hasn't been done. Put a public statement out saying that. Wasps aren't holding their side of the deal. Um, things are now starting to improve, so God knows when it'll be played. Uh, the actual fixture. Probably be some some Friday night, won't it? Yeah, it'll be, a, it'll be a Tuesday night that's inconvenient from the fans, but yeah. it's, it's the EFL. What can you expect? Yeah, um, there's not really much else to say. I was looking forward to going to Coventry. I think oh, so was I. There's a fair yeah. few people that would never imagine themselves saying that, but <laughs> I was looking forward to going to Coventry. Um, mm. Last I'm year, sure, I'm, I'm sure Tino Andrian was too. I'm sure Tino yeah. was buzzing. If we, get, if, if we get an extra few weeks of, of Andrian getting to fitness, then uh, Coventry Wake will be a very fun day. And and I think that's pretty much all yeah. that we can say about it, other than yeah. it's disappointing. Yeah, yeah. I that agree. It's just told yeah. until two days before the game, three days before the game. That's so it. It's frustrating. But what, it is. I mean, it. What can you do? I mean, it's just one of them where you can. It's just one of them games where if you've got a triple game week, which is what it was, um, Saturday to Saturday, three games, you can build momentum. 
but what can you do? Um, let's hope the ground can be improved soon because, like you said, it is. It's a, it's a great away day. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's really nothing to say apart from get your act together, Coventry. Um, wasps, wasps. Anyone? Let's just let's just go to a football game. Um, I mean, the fact that the EFL had to have an independent pitch inspector. Surely you can turn up and go. That's not a playing standard because that's just waste money for the EFL. Like we're not we're not we're not by any means a, a financial marketing podcast. But surely, if as a brand you are having to hire somebody else to inspect a football pitch, it it's just it's an unnecessary resource that you're gonna have to put out for. But hey, hey what do we know? Um, two new contracts. Um, we spoke about Hogs, twenty twenty four. It's good news. What a man. Um, it's good what, news. What a man. Honestly, what a man. Like, he is Mr. HCFC, isn't he? I mean, this this will take him past 10 years at the club. I mean, this year's 10 years, isn't it? Uh, 2013, he signed, I think. Yeah, yeah. So he signed summer this year. So yeah. nine years ago. So yeah. It was, yeah, it was it was a nine year anniversary, of, uh, probably last week. Um, yeah. There's nothing, I don't think there's anything bad you can say about. Mr. Hogg, personality-wise. Um, personality-wise, yeah. Playing. Some people, yep, some people, uh, and I'm joined by one here, do question his um, useful, uh, usefulness? I don't know. I, I wouldn't say useful. Use, use, I don't know. You've, you've put me on the spot there with that word. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah, say he's not no. a player that's usable within a squad, but I think there's, there's a lot of times where you can go, right, last season, Millwall is a, Big, big showing of that. And I think it's, it's obviously only it's only a handful of games. Yeah. I've, I've said it a few times to the boys anyway. Millwall was a game where Hogg was at his worst. And yeah. if those performances become more apparent, then a two-year contract is quite long. I don't know. Obviously, we don't know the structure of that contract. We don't know if he's taken a wage reduction. We don't know if he's got clauses in it for whatnot. I'm not against it. Give him what he wants, I think. I think, I, I think give him what he wants... But I'd, I'd have, I think it'd have been nice to see a reduction. Well, not nice, but you know what I mean. Obviously, we can't speak about it from financial, but potentially for a reduction meant bringing somebody else in on loan, potentially, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I get your point. I get your point. Yeah, but but two year, two two more years of having that leadership figure in the dressing room is excellent. That, that's one that yeah. How much is he going to slow down over those two years? Because as much as it's Jonathan Hogg, you can't get into a lineup sometimes by just being Jonathan Hogg. And no, and I agree. To I the agree. Point where. He is getting the lineup because he's Jonathan Og. It, it then, it's one of them. But I think two years is is probably the right decision. Um, secures him. He's he's a legend of the club, without a doubt. I'd say. Um, yeah. No, I agree. Um, uh, but like you know, like you said, I don't think he's getting. In. Oh, my dog has joined me. By the way, so sorry if you can hear a collar rattling. Um, I don't think he is getting into the squad just because he's Jonathan Hogg. No. Um, At the moment, no. His leadership and his characteristics and what he brings to the squad when they do go 1-0, 2-0 down is, it's like gold dust. He is so he's, useful. He's very valuable. Oh, he's, I think he's invaluable. I don't think yeah. you can put a price on what Hogg's given us for the past nearly which 10 is, years. Which is worrying as well, I think, because it, go, it goes to... Replacement, isn't it? Who's Where, who's where, where do you... Where, how, how do you step away from Hogg? It, it'll take the majority but we're not there yet Ben we're, we're not, not there yet no, that's, not another, that's another conversation which I don't want to be having because 
I don't want. I don't. That's, I don't that's when. That's when football really, really takes a turn. The day when I said it mentioned the it's, it's when hog leaves that you go right. That one hurts. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, not now. This is this is this would be the perfect segment to have uh, to have Jack here for, um, a man that has has loved um a ginger man since he joined the football club, um Oliver Turton, two year contract option oh. to extend it till twenty twenty wait it's a three year contract sorry with an extension to twenty twenty six. It's great business. It is it's, it's brilliant. Business. It is it's brilliant. Um, he's one of those where he came in, um. And you could make a fail compilation within the first month. Yeah. Um, and I think Jack actually comfortable. did. <laughs> Jack actually did when he was when he was uh, what was he doing? He was he was jockeying Jaden Brown, but instead of instead of staying you know staying resolute, he was going backwards like he was doing some some Irish dance. Yeah. Um, and he's come a long way since then. He's yeah. Become- He's become a, a fan he's favorite. He's become an integral part of the. Oh, of the he's, he's massively integral. Massively integral. Um, he's bread and butter. He just does the basics so well. Um, he's an honest, he's humble versatile. man. He's versatile. He can get forward at times. I remember he went on some mad run at Barnsley away last season. That was probably the highlight because what an awful game that was. He can defend. I tell you what, the, I saw a tweet. Um, Sandra tweeted it. We all know Sandra around here. Um. There will be fatalities when Ollie Turton scores his first goal, and there will be. There will be. There will I be. Because everybody loves him. He's, he's. Oh yeah. I don't want to say he's like a project, but he's like a project because at the start, at the start, at the start of his tenure at Huddersfield, he was, he was quite poor. He he looked very shaky. To now, he looks absolutely excellent. You wouldn't really want him or expect him to come out of the team unless something majorly yeah. wrong had happened. So the day that that man scores a goal for Huddersfield Town in a competitive game, I mean, even in an uncompetitive game, I dread to think what what the uh, what the scenes will be like. He's one of them players where I think he gets along with the fans, he understands it, and and that's what you need in football. And let's just say when he scores his first goal, St John's ambulance is going to have a field day. Yeah, yeah, it will. Um, I think I think that's pretty much all for for contracts and and games, other than. Been a bit more transfer news this week, um, mm. in terms of rumours. Anyway, we've not um, signed anybody as of the twentieth of August, ten fifty one a.m. Um, unless we've signed someone with film the podcast. Um, I mean, Hudlin's come back due to injury. Yeah, uh, that yeah. was something that was spoken about on Twitter as to why he wasn't in Wimbledon squads mm. and this that, the other. But he's... confirm that. Still cheeky. Confirm yeah. that. Um, I think he said there was nothing more to it, and just players return to their parent clubs when they get injured, yeah. and he expects them to return back to Wimbledon. Um, best of luck. Hope the injury is nothing serious. Yep. And then, uh, is it Lewis Morgan? Lewis I want to say. Morgan. Yeah. yeah Lewis Morgan. Morgan. 11 goals, three assists, winger, MLS. Uh, we put a bid in for him already this window. As did uh, Millwall. As did Millwall. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, rumouredly, reportedly, uh, whichever word you want to use, uh, would be interested in coming to um, the championship if a club were to to offer the right amount of money to I'm guessing him and uh, New York Red Bulls yep. with Al Sarber's been playing this season I would love him well it's goals and assists isn't it it's 14 goal contributions last season in a Doesn't league matter. which is vastly improving oh yeah of course just, I don't want to say it ever wasn't a farmer's league because I, th- I still think there's a there's a long way to go before it's 
it's a respectable league. It's never going to be the likes of your your league and whatnot. But it's it's becoming a league where each year it's 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 a lot more respectable. It's a lot more there's there's a lot more competitive. It's mm. the standards raising uh, yeah. every season. Well, I mean, like, I mean, I think anyone who plays professional football in a league that's mainly you know largely renowned and people pay money to watch doesn't yeah. matter where where you're playing you're still going to be respected yeah um doesn't matter where you come from it's like i mean we're not his greatest fans on here right now but look at sober thomas where he's come from yeah. what he's doing now jamie vardy you know went from stacking shelves or whatever to halifax to fleetwood to winning the premier league doesn't matter where you come from if you've got potential and that drive to succeed We've shown well, it in the past with 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 youth with, not with youth talent, but just talent in general. You look yeah. at pretty much every single player in that starting eleven. Um, Lee Nichols improved. Them. Tom Lee's improved. Probably when he signed him, Turton improved. Nakayama, don't know yet. Yeah. Ruffles well, yeah. questionable, but probably will get there. Pearson improved. Um, Hogs improved over the last twelve months, even if his legs are starting to go as well. Exponential um, improvement. Yeah, Ward. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Rhodes. Yeah, Rhodes is someone that we didn't speak. Rhodes, I, absolutely. I want to speak about Rhodes. I want to speak about Rhodes. Um, we'll, and then we'll probably wrap it up after that. Um, yeah. Rhodes. Last season, he scored a few of the most important goals in our recent history. So yeah. Middlesbrough away, um, Luton at home. Which is probably my favourite time. <laughs> wow, it just makes you smile. Middle, middle, Middlesbrough away was nah. Borough away was unbelievable, and then Luton at home was probably my favourite day in my life. Passed my driving test. Time got to the playoff final. Tears were shed. This season, so last season, we all we all know he can finish. Yeah, he did look very laboured, and yeah. he did look like. Every apart time from Middlesbrough, I'd say apart from Middlesbrough, yeah. most of his most of his goals were your traditional poacher, yeah, John yeah. Rhodes, twenty eleven. Yeah. yeah, he looks more complete now. Oh, completely. I mean, I mean, I'll just compare him to Forest away um, Christmas last year when we won one nil. Um, he came on twenty five minutes in and he did not do anything. He looked slow. He looked tired. He was gassed out after ten minutes. Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't handle ball. He couldn't compete this season. When he's come on, or when he played against Preston, it's like he's playing with a rocket up his backside. It is incredible. He looks quicker, he looks faster, he looks leaner, he looks stronger. And he's put the ball in the net, you know, already this season. I think as a player to have to come on, or even to start with Danny Ward, which worked wonders when they did play together last season, to have that in the squad is incredible. And you've got undoubtedly one of the best finishers that EFL has ever seen. Yeah. One oh, Ben take over. Doorbell. Yeah. Um you've got you've got you've got a player that is above the I think in football there's the there's the streets what forget bracket and then there's the actual streets what forget for a reason players. Rhodes is in that one of the most I don't want to say elite, but he's one of the most elite players the championship has seen for for in terms of consistency, in terms of multiple aspects. Early 2010 Jordan Rhodes was a menace. Middle when it's middle 2010 Jordan Rhodes menace. Late 2010 Jordan, but it was poor. You come into the 2020s and the fact that you can still go right. That's a player that will score goals with the balls given to him. It's brilliant. Um, there was talks of potentially 
him going, um, and rumours suggesting that potentially he could. I'd love uh, to keep. There was interest in him. I wouldn't want him gone now at all. No. He's looked he's looked up to it this not season. Not now, not why? now anyway. Not after he starts the season. Yeah, you can see why pe- people would be interested in him. I think um, I think at the start of the window, if we'd have if we'd have got somebody else in potentially, but given the fact that you've got what 10, 15 days to get a replacement in. You don't want to replace Jordan Rhodes in ten fifteen days. As much, like you, you just don't want to. Um, it doesn't make sense to do so. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think that pretty much wraps it up. Um, I think I think Jay's dogs have given us a, a nice reminder um, that it, I think it, I think we've gone on for, for fair enough, and and we've not really got too much else to say. Um, it's the all being well. Um, there should be two uploads this week. Uh, there'll be uh, another one around this kind of, of time um, in terms of actual listen time uh, next week and we'll preview the two games that we've got which are West, West Brom, Brom and Bristol. Bristol. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, so we shall see you probably at some point this week and yeah, it's been a, it's been a pleasure as always speaking to you today. Um, we should be joined by Jack next episode. Uh, all things going well, all fingers crossed, everything crossed. Um, so yeah, thank you once again for for listening, uh, as always. And if you can like, share, and uh, and and give us ratings on um, Spotify and Apple Music podcast, even, um, then it is majorly, majorly appreciated. And uh, we shall see you next time on the summit. And anything, Jay? Is that everything? Right, brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for listening.